Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me, Eric Fung, and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Because it's just so expensive. It's getting more expensive. It's not sustainable. And even the eco-friendly option, do you actually reach out on your grab and be like, okay, I'll go for eco-friendly Why should option? I pay you that 10 cents to be eco-friendly exactly. when you can pay that damn 10 cents? That pisses me off. <laughs> yes, that's yes. where I draw the line. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by Grab, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Wise and Shine. I'm your host Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut. Today we are in a different set with a whole new bunch of people. I have never felt so old in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, who am I with? Would you like to introduce yourself? So my name is Nisha. I'm one of the co-hosts for Identities Unknown. I do that with Sideshore. And I'm also an undergraduate doing political science and South Asian studies in NUS. Mm, what's so unknown about identities? Exactly the mm. point. I also don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 11 episodes in and I still do not know what identity it is but one thing mm-hmm. is that throughout the entire podcast series right my identity has changed I had no bangs to having bangs then mm-hmm. I had like a random hair colour and then I had another random hair colour and then I'm on a break so that's great okay okay <laughs> that's a great start and yourself? still finding myself no I'm no. kidding um, my name is Abri I'm currently an environmental studies student at Yale NUS College no we are still open <laughs> Um, I didn't know I was going to ask that question. Is, well, is Yale well. NUS still around? I thought it's there already. No, no. So. I think I think um one one more year, one more mm. year. Yes. Oh wait, so you're the last batch. Second last. Second last. Oh. Okay, actually until twenty twenty five. Okay, okay, yes. okay. Fair, fair. Yes. And you? Hi, so I'm Ashi, and I'm the co-host of a podcast called Book Bungles Podcast, and it's a female centric podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, in the eyes of minority women. So I'm co-hosting with Sabrina and I'm also working in the media industry but currently unemployed. Right. Fun employed. Sorry, I keep saying unemployed. Like, What's so fun about not employed? Exactly. That's I'm the fun so part about it. <laughs> I'm having so much fun. So I how are you filling up your time then? Um, I'm going to be travelling quite okay. a bit and um, I'm here. So uh-huh. I think quite slay. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't be saying slay but I think it's quite slay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get cancelled for this, okay? Uh, okay, okay. Fair, fair, fair. So, but then, if you are unemployed or fun employed, then, you know, what? how do you spend your, your time then in that sense? Um, I have quite a bit of hobbies. Like, other than podcasting, I also do dance and oh. um, I go with friends and 
yeah, that's about it. Oh, okay, well, that's quite a lot of hobbies, huh? right? So, <laughs> that's so much hobbies. So, so well, so great start, right? Okay, so today, uh, we are gathered here in the studio to talk a little bit about sustainability, right? Essentially, it is the pet topic of every single podcast out there. You know, like almost everyone wants to talk about it and I have tuned into multiple and I think it's very lame. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why we are here, right? To, to talk a little bit about it um, in a way that actually it's tangible for people to understand mm. where are things moving towards, especially the millennials, lah, right? Mm. So because most of our audience, working class, millennials, you know, they got no time to be fun employed. They got two kids to take care, right? Mm. <laughs> they, they cannot be too liberal. <laughs> <laughs> Life is so hard on the working class, right? So, so either way, today we're going to talk a little bit about sustainability. So I have come to know that sustainability is not a very well-defined word. Yes. Right, at this point in time, because I've done mm. a few episodes around this already. So what is sustainability to you? Longevity at the end of the day. You I see mean, Paul Science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it, okay, for me at least, right, to be honest, I'm not an environmental person. Like, honestly, I'm here to actually get more insights on it. And what's interesting is that I've actually attended a lot of forums surrounding like, you know, in the environment, sustainability. Mm. A lot of my friends are in that space as well. But personally, I'm finding it difficult. I'm finding it difficult to grapple around the whole concept of it simply because there's just so many definitions. And at the same time, if people are afraid to ask because if you ask, you get cancelled or, you know, if let's say you do not know that people are, you're so uncultured and ill-informed. And, that's and, me. I mean, that's <laughs> me also. I'm very but the cultured. Thing is that I'm other cultured. I'm not uncultured. I learned so much today. <laughs> Please, yes, yes. Yeah, so I mean, for me, sustainability surrounding the environment at the end of the day is regarding longe- longevity of things and survival of human beings, animals, nature reserves and stuff. I mean, for me at least, there's not a lot of, like, to be honest, I'm not a very sustainable person. Like, I still complain at the fact that how come go no plastic straws? I am that person. But at the same time, I try to change my habit by not carrying a hydro flask, but I have some random bottle that is at home and I just bring it out. I just try my best to be as kind to the environment as possible because I do love the animals. So I guess that's where I draw the line. Okay, okay, mm. fair. Sustainable then. Yeah, I think like longevity also to me, I would say it's like responsibility mm. because I think we often think of the environment as something separate to ourselves, mm. but actually we're all interconnected. Yes. Yeah. So like you think you and a plastic bottle have like nothing to do with each other. But like we are the ones who are drilling oil from the ocean and making oil into plastic. And of course, like there's only limited resources on earth. So yeah, everything is interconnected. Like, I don't know. I mean, financial coconut, you talk about the economy and like stocks and then the stock, you see uh, the oil company stock price go up. Then what happened? Yeah, everything is connected, right? We also need money to survive. So yeah, even the environment and economy, super like interconnected. Yeah. Okay, but but yeah. we don't drill for plastics, right? Um, we drill for the oil. The plastic is like a byproduct that sumpin, you know, it's like here. It's like, oh, okay, let's use it. That's kind of how it all started. No, we we create uh we but create over plastic time, a lot. Over time, yeah. we become more and more reliant on it. But but a lot of these things started as byproducts. I mean, but I would have to say, plastic it has. Is definitely so useful to like us. Like we use plastic for hygiene purposes as well. Like look at COVID, man. We I think we consumed a lot more plastic, mm. creating like masks, even our clothing, like uh, polyester. It is made of plastic mm. or like basically oil, mm. Yeah, and so when I think when I say like the environment or sustainability is responsibility, I think at the end of the day, it's like 
are we holding ourselves accountable for the things that we create and the things that we put back into the environment? Mm. Yeah, even these byproducts, we still need to be responsible for them. Yeah, very atas are the discussion. Very atas, very elevated. Okay, let me just yeah, make yeah. it like more. Mm. Yes, please come. Yes. Okay, but I totally agree with her. Like, uh. to me, sustainability is all about social responsibility. It's like what? Also very atas. Eh? Oh my god. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, I go. Okay, I go. But, but please, yes, come. Yeah, but I. I personally am not very sustainable and I'm just like Nisha. Sometimes I do complain where the hell are the plastic straws or like when the 7-Eleven person asks me, do I want a plastic bag for 10 cents? Sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I do need it. So I'm not the most sustainable person, but being chronically online, I do see a lot of like external like pressure from like TikTok, from Instagram telling me to be sustainable. And sometimes I do feel like sustainability is such a scary topic. It's very hard for you to penetrate the topic and for you to really get into the habit of being sustainable. So to me, sustainability is still quite a far-fetched like concept to me. Mm. But um, it's something that I want to cultivate la, as a habit, which is why I'm here today. Wait, why is sustainability scary? I think amongst the millennials, like, sustainability is lame. <laughs> I would say it's like oh another one just shut up DJ you know, it's, like, it's quite scary though because I feel like example right if you are openly supportive of Shein online you are going to get a lot of flag or if you say I don't want to save the turtles I want to have my plastic straws there will be people that will just come for you and it's become quite a hostile environment so sometimes like having new ideas or mm. or going against what some of like the traditional like sustainability beliefs is quite scary and daunting but then again like I said, I am chronically online. So maybe I'm just too into like... So maybe that is not sustainable. Yes. Right? Because yes. you're using technology to suppress what is in your head, right? Exactly. What about you? Don't do not do it. Don't charge lah. Right? Is that more sustainable? Okay, let's all go green that way, is it? No, but like so actually <laughs> when you... I mean, I have to say a disclaimer also because mm. I still use plastic. Like mm. if I go to 7-Eleven and I need a bag because I'm, I'm, like, I'm carrying like, I don't know, six like bottles of like water for like my company, right? Like, and I don't have a bag on me, then I would get a plastic bag. But the question is, what do you do with the plastic bag after you use it? Do you reuse it? Do you use it to take out the trash? You know, what do you do with it afterwards? So I think that is also like um, the question. When I say like, oh, we need to be responsible for it. I think Singapore also, the funny thing, guys, is that Singapore doesn't really recycle. Okay, yeah. wait. I, I, I mean, we do have the blue bins. Like downstairs your HDB or even in the I parks. still haven't collected mine yet. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like it's. A, I'm like I can't be bothered because my house doesn't recycle. No, yeah, okay. I know some of the new HDBs, right? They have this new system mm. where you can throw your recyclables down the chute. Oh, oh, my yeah. one also. Even mine also. The chute is like it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, don't even get me started on the sustainability of that. Never mind. That's a different rent. But like for for mine at least, right? Because mine is an older building and stuff. We don't have that kind of like the shoot where you can like uh, you know throw the recyclables uh -huh. and non-recyclables and stuff yeah. like that I mean I've never seen before so right. it's a whole new yeah, concept yeah it's not in me. my estate either yeah, yeah mine too but yeah. but to be honest I'm not sure if the the blue bins that we see there are for recyclables are they really being recycled at the end of the day because I, mean, I see people throwing trash in there so. my friend got mm. that to like put, have more storage for her for her clothes so like <laughs> she's like I'm not recycling just using it to put my clothes no. in her. I'm just like oh okay go off I guess I mean, okay. you're, I mean, you're utilizing it regardless. Granted, it's not for the purpose, but who am I to say, right? I mean, like, if, mm. like, the recyclables get contaminated with, like, trash, mm -mm. then it actually can't be recycled anymore. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. So, it's really sad. So, if, like, one person just ruins the whole stash, yeah, they're like, oh, exactly. we're just going to throw everything out. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh. it's like gonna go to like your normal like waste. Okay, but the thing is that in Singapore, right? So we do recycle with the blue bins, but the rest of our trash it goes into the incinerator. Mm. So it basically gets burned up and converted into energy. Yeah, that we used to like you know light up our HDBs and houses and so what's buildings. So what's bad about that? Well, it's not it's not terrible, but the another issue is that once you burn up the the waste, right? It produces like ash and dirt and just like dust. You know, have y'all seen Wally? Y'all seen Wally, right? Yeah. He like crams the trash together and then he stacks it up in a landfill. So we do have mountains of like Wally's? dirt and yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the the thing is that we don't have enough space on mm. Pulau Sumacau to mm. keep our trash anymore. Then. Like, if we don't have enough space, like, where's our trash gonna go, you guys? Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's also, like, a big question that our government is trying to, like, but, deal but with. I, I mean, I just want to be clear, right? Don't you think, like, these are just, like, super small concerns, right? Like, it's just a plastic bag, you know? Like, I get it, right? It's a start of it, you know? You want everybody to optimize those things. But you y- shouldn't it be, like, even before, like, the bigger, bigger things, like, reduction in consumption, don't overconsume some of these things because there's a two main track of sustainability discussion. Right? One is to reduce your consumption. One, the other one is to kind of improve your consumption habits such that it reduces the impact on the environment. Uh, these are two, two main tracks of the discussion. Right? But why is everybody not talking about like, oh, how about we just eat less? You know, why don't why don't we just don't don't uh, I mean I should be looking at myself, right? But anyway, yes. yes. So like why don't you just eat less, lah, right? Or just consume less, do less. Oh, I should ask you that, like. Mm, mm, so mm. why aren't you doing it? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not in my it's not in my primary concern mm. that's why that's why I find it interesting mm. it's not in the primary concern of the young millennial family that has two kids you know mm. the lady is very very busy working the guy also very busy working every day they quarrel about money they still gotta take care of the kids and then sick leave uh, hand foot mouth disease everything is a big problem in the working millennial's life right the trash can is the last thing they care I right. think so, honestly so, for me as well like bringing yeah. bringing rice back home is more important than like on to me at least it's more important for me to pay my bill tomorrow than to be worried about like uh, for example you know being sustainable to be blunt like yeah. even mm-hmm. with, for example regarding sheen and stuff so I think recently like you know I think she was talking about the whole like online culture where people get like quote unquote flamed if they were to like do things that are not aligned with what everybody believes in so there was this couple of influencers who went to um, like who like who no, um, it, uh, some overseas. Honestly, I don't know their names. Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, they're but they're like they're based in the US and the UK. Yeah, they're like and big stuff. influencers with like millions, like Whoa. millions. Together, they have millions of followers. Yeah, yeah. So these people were like they went to like the Sheen uh, factory in China to see, and obviously, you know, in that sense, at least it was like painted as this really well maintained place and stuff like that. And then uh, people were like, you know. Uh, saying that how you know Sheen is unsustainable, you know they have um the, the, they have the ongoing um accusations of them you know exploiting child labor and stuff like that. Then, you know, I throw back the question and say if I am somebody who for example only makes hundred bucks and for me I need to get like for example like uh, uh, tires for work and for school, would I pay ten dollars on Sheen or maybe twenty dollars on Sheen and get three outfits there or use that twenty dollars and go cotton on and not even being able to buy a tube top for myself? I would choose yeah. Shein to I, be blunt. But I think the problem with that is just that because we don't see the effects of yeah. it immediately. Like mm. like what you said, like you have to go home to your family. What you see is your family, but you don't see the practices mm. behind it. And the mm. only way that you get to see the realities of this is if you see it online. Mm. And I think that's why for Gen Zs, especially people our age, sorry, especially people our age. It's my show. <laughs> okay? yes. I think like for Slay, people our age, right? 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, because like I said, um, Gen Zs are very online. So when you're online, you get to see things that are happening overseas. And that's when you start to see that these things matter. Lah. Because when I go home, the first thing I do is open TikTok. And then just so happens on my algorithm, like something about she, you know, something about child exploitation or something about labor laws just comes up. And I'm just like, oh shit, now it matters to me because I've seen this. I can't like suddenly not care. So I think that's why Gen Z's put a lot of more emphasis on sustainability compared to like the older generation because our priorities are no longer the same. Lah. I think once I have a family, sustainability might not be like my top Yeah, I think Gen anymore. Z too free. Yeah. I right, you, got, you got nothing to care. That's why you must find something to care, right? And and it becomes it becomes a thing. So so maybe maybe you can just shoot at the millennials, right? Like why what do they not understand about sustainability? Like why you know what is something that they are doing that is wrong? To be honest, I feel like I have that millennial mindset because to me as well, it it doesn't matter to me about sustainability at this junction because I have a lot more other things to worry about like bills, getting a job, graduating, and all that kind of stuff. That that doesn't matter. Like again, linking back to that when it comes to shopping practices and stuff. I mean, I do thrift at times. I mean, that's like the oh, only thrifting is lovely. Yeah, thrifting I is really love lovely. It, that's yes. something I honestly enjoy. I would say yeah. it's a fun habit. And I would, I mean, to be honest, I would rather buy from Sheen than from Cider. I'm just gonna put that out right now. I mean, it's cheap. And let's be you know, the clothes that I bought it has been lasting me for years. So I'm not really complaining about it. I'm honestly okay. But at the same time, I do acknowledge, you know, I have to obviously be very politically correct here. You know, but I do acknowledge that sustainability is an issue partly because people do not know how to go about doing it. People don't see the importance when it comes to it, but not in a sense that because they don't give a damn about the environment. Can I say the word shit? Yeah, go, go. Oh, go people it. don't give a shit about the environment. It's not that people don't give a shit, you don't give a shit about it. It's just more of the fact that that's not my priority. In 24 hours, do I want to sleep or do I want to advocate? Like, I might want to just take a nap for a while, you yeah. know? So yeah. I would say that there's just so many other things that make it very difficult for people to even practice sustainability or even preach about it or talk about it, I feel. Mm. I think like basically like people just don't have the time yeah. to like, first of all, educate yourself about it. And then like, how do you even do that, right? I would say uh, maybe like the generation is different because for Gen Zs, maybe because we're in school, we're not like preoccupied with like, oh my god, I need to be on work on time or I need to meet a client at this time. I need to take a call and then oh, you I go home and cook. Rolling. I tell you, three years time, three, no! in three years time, you will be doing oh that. God. No, I, like, I oh, know. Reggie, actually, no. right, I was wrong. <laughs> right, sustainability can take a back seat. I mean, right. I, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm also like, even in school, like I do have like part-time mm. jobs and, and so on. So I do understand like it's, I think especially in cities, we are just so busy as like city people that if you don't, I mean, I think you if you live in Singapore, you cannot like not work. It is mm. impossible to like not have a job because you need it to, to like live in, yeah. in the city. But I would say in terms of like generational differences, like kids, you know, who like, I know primary school these days, like the education system, they are trying to implement more like sustainable development kind of, um, topics or like modules into like civic education which is really cool because I guess like the schools are recognizing that this is important and so we want you know now when actually children have the time to study about these things to learn about it so that their parents who may not have so much time eventually right like the whole family like um you know will get to know about it and try to learn from each other so I think in that way um well yeah we have different problems law to settle like yeah. your generation my parents also like different problems but 
um yeah eventually like we still want to continue living lah so mm-hmm. must like that law like so, that so, law. so then what is what is a what is a struggle that millennials are, 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 are you think that something mm. that millennials do that is like very not sustainable that they should stop you want to call them out worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum think again meet eufy x10 pro omni robot vacuum with ai powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects it's the winner of five best of ces awards and digital trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much want to know more go to eufy.com that's eufy.com and discover x10 pro omni the best in class all-in-one robot vacuum for only 799 Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Firstly, grab rights. Thank okay, so much. Yeah, grab. I was, I was, I thought of that as well. I thought of that as well. I'm sorry, but I have a friend who grabs to work four to five times a week. <gasps> That's basically Ooh. her work week, lah. And and her her excuse is that I'm always late. I wake up late, then I rather just take a grab and just chill in the grab than to like fight for seats on the on on the MRT and whatnot. Mm. And like these grab rides kind of accumulate, and it doesn't make sense not only in terms of sustainability but financially. It just doesn't make sense. So it's like, I feel like Grab has been thriving in our society nowadays and I don't really understand why also because it's just so expensive. It's getting more expensive. It's not sustainable. And even the eco-friendly option, do you actually reach out on your Grab and be like, okay, I'll go for eco-friendly Why option. should I pay you that 10 cents to be eco-friendly exactly. when you can pay that damn 10 cents? That pisses me off. <laughs> yes, That's yes. where I draw the line. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by Grab, right? Yeah. <laughs> That would be the best turn. But no, not yet, Lasse. Right, right. But, but oh my God. But okay, let me provide a different perspective around this mm-hmm. grab right thing. Right? Mm. Okay, so so firstly, millennials, right? Uh, if they can consider grab right on a regular basis, they are not financially struggling. So you have already weeded out everyone else that are, you know, not don't have that luxury of choice. Mm. Right? So, yeah. so, so then that's that. And then the other thing is, when I think about it, right? Okay, maybe I'm in Serangoon Garden. I need to go back to Tampines, right? Public transport would take me like what one and a half hours, mm. right? And I'm already very tired, right? And I still gotta go in and squeeze, right? And by the time I get home, I'm so shagged out. I end up having a harder morning the next day. As compared to that twenty bucks that I'll pay, just mm. send me home. I don't need to stress about it. It may be the same time because I may end up got that one and a half hours. Okay, I spend more time with you, and then that half hour I go home. Lah. Right, so it may be the same time. I'm not be saving time, but it saves me a lot of energy. Mm. It saves me a lot of that kind of like commute stress. Yeah, commuting is yeah. quite stressful. Have you yeah. not seen Raffles Place in the morning? It's like you cannot even move. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, you don't even need to move because everybody will move you along. Yeah, right? <laughs> Raffles Place in the morning. Right, so so yeah. so so that is a a different a different look yeah. at it, right? Yeah. Like, I I used to be a bit harder on people that take grab, but nowadays huh, I also cannot tahan. I very very. Mm. My time is so packed that, you know, that 20 bucks, I'll just give it to you and then we just go, you know. I think what Ashley said about like habits though, like when Mm, it becomes a mm. habit, that's when it's like you, I feel like you got to like reset yourself a little bit Mm, because I totally relate. Like if Mm. I'm so tired from work on top of like, you know, studying in school, 
Dude, I I would probably just get like a taxi as well. Especially when like, wow, I, my work ends so late that the MRT's not working anymore. Okay, that one really both yet. Mm. But when it becomes like a habit, like they can grab like five times, five a, times week. a week. Yeah. Um, but if my company yeah. is paying, if, like if my company says, okay, no, I'll cover for you or like, you know, they say you can mm. claim it and stuff like that. Hey, look at me. I will take grab 10 times a week if I could, honestly. I have no shame. I will yeah. take it in a heartbeat. And the system rewards yeah. you, right? And you're like, oh my God, I get to we collect points. Exactly. <laughs> I will be like, you know what? I'm taking Just grab go, I'm going for it. Yeah. And, and Clogging my points. Okay, so I'm personally like a... Uh, public transportation girly and it's actually actually not by why point. are you so proud about public transportation <laughs> everyone not. takes public transportation hey, she's an environmentally it's sustainable queen currently okay lah but it's, it's really not by choice I take bus only also like must like flex like that like, it's, but it's really not by choice because I really no money for grab lah so I have no choice but to take public transport and I think it's really about priority lah like if you really prioritize your time then grab makes the most sense mm. but if you're like I can spare like an additional half an hour to go to town then why not just take public transport and like in Nisha's case like if she wants to walk home then she just walk home and then she pays zero dollars mm. so it's really about what do you want to give up mm. you know what I mean and it's also public transportation also is not exactly cheap it's still quite expensive in my opinion yeah the concession is like 90.50 for the for the university wait yeah. 9.0 nine, nine nine, yeah 9.0.50 yeah. and then it's like for the adult one because I remember I got it like for my for my brother right it was like Hundred and twenty four dollars, hundred twenty four or hundred and twelve dollars, one of it, and I'm just like it's supposed to be public transport. Where's the public? I don't get it. Like just because I'm outside, and then you know there's a whole simply go concept, right? So I tap 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 tap. The money also nicely simply go out of my account also. <laughs> so like I don't even get it. I lose like so much of money. It's like the things that you know I like nicely think. What's oh, the convenient? Tap 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 tap. At what cost? Literally, at mm. what cost? It's so I cannot. It's so expensive. I'm sorry. Look, I got pissed off because like, um, like cause for me, I usually go tuition, so I usually tend to take the bus. Mm. And then I didn't even realize that I kept tapping, tapping, tapping. By the end of the week, I took like the bus maybe like one day, like two, three times. It's only like a couple of stops. I spent like easily maybe like twelve to thirteen dollars on it. I'm just like the twelve to thirteen dollars could be have been Wait, like a, per week or what? Per, per week. Oh, okay, okay. And then, me. Yeah, and then it's like I feel like that twelve thirteen dollars right could have been like a nice McSpicy meal upsize with cheese. And a caramel frappe at the Priorities, side. Priorities, yeah. girl. And like we found, and we found like McFlurry because I believe that ice cream digests the food. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> ice cream digests the food. Who taught you that? Right. But, okay. 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 Wait, yeah. is it because you're lactose intolerant? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm not lactose intolerant. I love milk. I'm a very big fan. But I think it's just very, very, even, it's very challenging at the same time. But it, also, I can't say anything that, oh, okay, well, then I don't do anything. I can't sit at home and do nothing. Also, I can't walk to Raffles Place. I stay in, I stay literally in Pulau Jurong. I stay Same all the way. Yeah, I mean, it takes me an hour and a half to walk to JB if I decide if I decide to do that. So I can't How walk. How do you even know that it's an hour? Because and a half? I walked by mistake. <laughs> That's exactly why. Oh my, my friend and I took the wrong turn and we ended up at like the JB checkpoint. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So you know it's it's very difficult for people to you know have options at the same time because everything is equally priced and of course it comes at the expense of things. I mean like it's coming back to the point of like a working class. If let's say for me, if I can claim it through my company, it's convenient for me. I'm doing it. If that day I'm exhausted, I have a long day at work. If I have to take Grab, I'm doing it. I'm not paying the ten cent equal right crap 
Grab can do that for themselves. They know how to be eco-friendly. They have enough money to be eco-friendly. They can do it. And I think there's also another thing about the, having enough money to be eco-friendly. Like a lot mm. of people, okay, like people whom I know who preach a lot about sustainability are the same people who are living in a nice three, four-story house. Yes. Oh. Like you can afford to be sustainable. You can go and buy this and buy that and all that kind of thing. Be like, eh, hey, my hydro flask. Okay, what do you mean do about it? Give you a trophy, give you a medal for being able to afford something because you have a propensity to. Like, you know what I mean? And I think this, whenever like people like that like decide to preach and like, okay, if let's say, for, for me, I believe if you're advocating for something but you don't force it on people, it's fine. But I hate it when people advocate and force it on somebody, especially if I'm not somebody who believes in it or I don't have the propensity to do it. Does it make me a bad person? No, I just don't have the capabilities to do it. That's it. Talking about your point about like whether you can do it. Like for example, for me, right, when I look for like fashion brands and whatnot, right, I'm more on like the smaller side. So when I'm trying to find clothes, right, I really cannot find clothes that fit me. And unfortunately, Taobao, Shein, they have clothes that are like the perfect size for mm. me. Why is that unfortunate? That's fortunate. I mean, fortunate for me, but unfortunate for the environment, you know. Mm. But as in, I feel like there's a lot more than just being, to just being sustainable. Yes. There's a lot of things that you need to, to really consider. And for me, if I want to feel confident in my clothes, it's whether I choose to spend $10 on Shein uh, costume that is like, a lot nicer and fits my curves whatever curves I have or if I were to spend $100 on like maybe like a Zara top which Zara is not even that sustainable Ew, to start nice, with honestly. yeah and I wouldn't even feel confident in what I wear so mm. there's a lot of things that I have to kind of juggle with like, whether like I want to be sustainable like, and mm. be fas- fashionable or do I want to be sustainable but feel good in what I wear or you know there's a lot of things that I have to consider and which I think with your line also mm. like you know like you do dance and then you're in the media and all that kind yes. of stuff you always have to buy costumes like, you can't be spending a hundred dollars every single time be like mm. okay I need to like dance in the middle of Raffles Place and like okay you know what I mean maybe- I'll wear a beautiful like um, yeah I don't know, love bonito top. Yeah, with I mean, like you, matching pants and that's yeah, like you can't, like, you can't, you can't pay that hundred dollars all the time. You need, you know, if you go on chain, that hundred dollars can have you like for like seven to eight dances. I mean, like you, she performs very often. Please go check her mm. out. But like, mm. yeah, you know. So I, I think, I think that's also another thing that people don't factor in that affordability becomes an issue and. You know how how do we sustain? You can't you can't really be entirely sustainable because there are certain constraints that you have that you have to say that you know what. I can't look past. This is something I have to draw the line at for myself. Mm, so I we sh- conclude. No need sustainable. No, no, no. We still need I think like when we are like doing something unsustainable, right? Maybe you have counter with something else. Like for example, when I shop at Sheen, um, I do think about like... $5 okay, to community chess. So, no la, Like I do think about like, okay, um, in the next week, I'll probably like not use like a plastic straw or I'll just bring a tote bag when I go out shopping and it's those little little things that it will just like fill up my guilty conscience for mm. spending like $20 on Shein so I guess it's more of like what Yo, can you the devil works hard but she works harder <laughs> I like that I feel that's like, so funny oh my goodness what is true sustainability mm. what do you define yeah, as true sustainability? true sustainability honestly I don't know what the rubric is don't go is out like. namaste true sustainability okay but like no. I have to say like everything I mean, earlier I mentioned we're mm, all interconnected. Yes. So actually, like, if we all consume, then like, con- if in consumption is not sustainable, then like, everyone is not consumable, sustainable. Even like, your pets, like your dogs, your cat, your the end on the floor, not sustainable. So but I think like, a different way that I think about sustainability is like, just be like, mindful of how much you consume, mm. like how much, right? So even um Patagonia, and they like, I think the founder donated the company or something. Yeah, like right? fully donated. Oh, yeah. 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 So, I think for them, they're just like very hyper-conscious of their position. And I think that's good. But also like, um, 
their consumption of like materials. And I like to look at materials because I think that's like the best way you can see whether or not it's sustainable in relation to like the systems. So they use like cotton. Cotton you can recycle. If something is a blend, say like 50% cotton, 50% polyester, you actually can't recycle it. Like you can only reuse it. Mm. But it cannot be like broken down, you know, into something and then like recycle into like a whole new t-shirt again. Yeah, so I think there's something like quite interesting. If you think about, um, yeah, how you like clothes as like how like, your food, right? Like what are the ingredients you put inside, you know, your clothes and whether or not, you know, it can be, you know, regenerated into something else. Yeah, like mm. so being more mindful of like, if I buy this t-shirt that is like a blend, um, can it be, you know, am I actually being sustainable or should I just buy something that is like 100% cotton? then I can recycle it. But I think it also depends on like where you live, like Singapore. Mm. Earlier, I I mentioned like we don't really recycle because everything gets incinerated. Yeah, so, you know, make sure that you, your your clothes, your cotton goes to, I don't know, Malaysia and gets like recycled. But actually at some point, I think this whole sustainability thing really have to give into some sort of authority structure, right? Similar to like halal food, right? Like, mm. like you, you see the halal logo there, you're not questioning like, is this really halal? Right? If mm. if if that thing turns out to be a fake halal cert, right? The whole kampong will come and attack them. Yeah. Right? It's like, so so that is the kind of level that, that we're not at, right? And, and by extension, you know, when it comes to sustainability, that's why there's all sorts of people saying they're sustainable. You claim that you're sustainable, but what are the parameters, right? Like, like what is, who is regulating this thing? I feel like for me, I mean, I'm hopeful that there would be a definition someday, but I don't see it anytime soon because yeah. of how diverse opinions are, yeah. how everybody ends up being like a sustainable king slash queen slash emperor slash whatever you want to be, you know? So I, I feel like it's very difficult to ever have that definition, to be honest. Mm. Because, I mean, if let's say, whose lens, firstly, whose lens are you going to adopt? Are you going to adopt the lens of a corporation, of an individual, of the state, of um, society? Whose definition are you going to adopt first things first? Second thing is, every you know, every um, state is different. It's a size-wise, geography-wise, resources-wise. Like, for example, you know, Singapore can afford to be sustainable. Singapore has the practices, initiatives, ground level, top down, bottom up, whatever you want to say, they have that, you know, the approaches and efforts. But in another, in another developing country where, you know, they are simply not able to do it, it's difficult. I mean, obviously they have other sustainable practices that they do, which is great. But that's but is it because they want to be sustainable? But or is it because that's their mode of survival? If their mode of survival, for example, I mean we were just talking about being farmers just now. Mm. If their mode of survival is doing farming, are they really being sustainable or are they just surviving? So it's very difficult to put that definition because it differs place to place and everything. And I think ultimately it boils down to personal responsibility. Mm. If like you cannot really do everything, but you can do something, like maybe as for example, as a millennial, what what can you do? Don't waste food, law. You waste food, then you lose money also. What? So you look at it that way, you know? I mean, that's how I tell my parents, say, oh, you buy you buy how much you can eat. You buy more, you can't eat, uh, uh, lose money some more. I mean, in my head, I would think about food wastage as well, but they wouldn't think of that, but they would say, ah, she's right. I don't want to lose money there. So that's kind of how I would say, if I had to explain, mm. I would say just do that. I mean, something that's a bit more easier in that sense where you can see the effect. Like you say, you know, we can we cannot like see it. Mm. That's, maybe that's a way you can see it. And you can feel it in your pocket also when your pocket burns a bit when you pay the $10 more. <laughs> you really feel it. Fair, fair, yeah. Fair, fair. I mean, I have to say also like sustainability doesn't have to be like expensive. Mm. Like buying from like Patagonia or like your friend go LV I can buy so many Nike shoes mm. but like um, there's other like how do you say mm. 
outlets mm-hmm. where that fit your like lifestyle. Mm. So like I know for people who they need like costumes for work or like dancing or like they like to go for like events like night gala and whatever, you can always like rent an outfit. Or don't go. Yeah. Oh, it's good for it. Very sustainable. It is good for it. If I invited for it, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> then there's you saw there's mm. renting. There's also like swapping. Mm. I mean, like swapping, your yeah. you can just borrow your friends' clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. True, yeah. And then now my mom also like the clothes that I don't wear, she I give to her. You. Yeah. And then after mm. that, she don't want to wear. She passed to me. So like you know, mother daughter bonding. Yeah. And I know this um company or well, they are social enterprise called Clue. So they also host like events um, where you can swap clothes. And there's like the Mother's Day event. So that was actually like when I brought my mom, it was her first experience like thrifting or like swapping. And she does have this like idea that like, you know, there's someone else's clothes. Like, I don't know who died in this. You know, I don't oh, know yes. who wear it. The pantang. Yeah, yeah. The pantang, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think <laughs> like... Must put three big washing machines at the window. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to? Okay, can't wash now. <laughs> Right. Yeah, but like I think because all the items they are inspected by Clube, right? To make sure there's no stains, like everything is in good condition. Mm. Actually, most of the clothes that Clube has is no like spirits. branded. Yeah. Mm. It's branded. <laughs> so it's like it's the stuff that your mom wants to wear. Of co- and of course it's in good quality, lah. So mm. you can wear to work, can wear for a wedding, what. So I think she she was like, Oh, actually this is like it's not bad. Yeah. Mm. They have accessories also. Shoes you L- maybe got LV shoe that I can find. Mm. I yeah. just want a sponsorship. Um, please. Mm. <laughs> you gotta try harder. Uh, we'll talk about okay, this. I'll, I'll start crying over here while I'm at it. I teach you how to do it. I teach you how to do it. You can just start okay. bullying me. Uh, bully yes, me yes, yes, for yes. it. Then I can get it. <laughs> then you get cancelled. Then we <laughs> oh, go yeah, by you cannot cancel. That's the easiest thing. Great, great. Okay, mm. great. So, okay, last question. Last question for all of you. Right? So, what is your hopes and dreams la, for a green Singapore? What do you think is something that needs to happen? I think like for me hearing what everyone has said is like green education. There are quite a few, and I'm very hopeful about this, but there are quite, because there are quite a few like um, green education like hubs in Singapore. Um, young startups. Lah. So like one of my friends, she runs um, Earth School and they basically work with MOE to provide mm. like environmental education for like primary school kids. Mm. And then um, they're also, I think MOE is also up, like updating their geography syllabus yeah, to include more like sustainable development stuff. So I think like young people, you guys are really important because you have the power to like make changes in your companies and the people around you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really hopeful. Yeah, I think like education and awareness, even though it's not like in an instant, like you you won't get it. The change won't happen right away. But we're all we're all we're all here talking about sustainability. So mm-hmm. that's like pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I want to add on to to your point also. Mm-hmm. I feel like the government has a big part to play mm. in this also because I lived abroad in South Korea for exchange and um, they have a very big recycling culture there mm. where like you have to um, separate your trash, your food wastage and recyclables and if you don't sep- if you don't do it properly, right, you'll be fined. And people have just adopted that as a way of life. They don't even question it and they actually do it out of habit. So I feel like it's something that we can cultivate in our own society, especially since Singapore is so small and I think the younger generations are more open to this kind of practices, it's definitely something that the government can, can like, you know, explore a little bit. So that's why I'm a bit hopeful that the, with the younger generation and how they're always online and learning new things, it's definitely a possibility. Explore a little bit, do you mean like laws? Or are, are you like campaigns? I don't know if law would be the most efficient way because there are people who are going to be like I don't want to be sustainable why is this my problem mm. like it's the corporation's problem so I think it's 
cultivating it from a young age and then slowly having that habit and slowly implementing it as maybe a law because South Korea did that and it pretty much worked though. Mm. Yeah. So, but the, the fine for returning the tray works, right? Ah, that works. Uh, suddenly, everybody returns yeah, tray. Exactly. Oh, no, okay. It's easy. Very easy return tray. I think turning the habit into a lifestyle. I think it's ultimately having this kind of sustainable practices and habits as a lifestyle. And why do I say lifestyle and not a habit? Because, you know, a habit can be something that, okay, suddenly I'm like, okay, I suka, suka, today. I don't feel like doing it. I'm not doing it. What are you going to do about it? And another thing is that, you know, when you say it's a lifestyle, you can look at it in a more of a collective manner. When it's a habit, it's okay. That could be my habit, but not your habit. But when you say it's a lifestyle, it could be something that all of us do together. So I think incorporating it in such a way where, you know, you don't have to tell people, okay, you know, today morning you're going to grab all your plastic bottles and you're going to wash them and recycle them. No, whatever you can do in your propensity, do it. Or, you know, if you can do it as a family, do it. If, if, even if in your family, there's only one person who believes in the rest doesn't. Just do your efforts. I think mm. ultimately trying trying your best to do what you can do on your end is sufficient. You can't be going out there to make a change unless you know you're an advocate. You're in that space, and that is literally your bread and butter and everything. Then you know. Then obviously you have a larger stake in the whole you know in the whole um sustainability front of things. Mm. But I think that's something that as you know individuals you can do. And I think it's not just as you say like it's not an individual thing. You have your corporations, you have your government, society, NGOs, people. You have all these various groups of people who have different stakes, and they all can do something. About it, you know. I think, I think it's talked about the fairer labor laws and stuff. I mean, you know, they can look in, you know, the government and these corporations can look into doing something where there's this quote unquote like a law slash like a force kind of thing that you know you gotta be somehow sustainable somewhere. You know, not gonna define where, but you know, along those lines. I mean, we have all this this Paris um agreement and all that kind of stuff. So looking to this kind of things, institutionalizing it, I think that's also mm -hmm. important because if right now I tell like back to the trade thing. If nobody gave a damn about returning the trays, but now because of a fine, we're doing it. I mean, I wouldn't go to an extent and say, you know, you better fine. You, you, if, if, you don't, if you don't do it, I'm going to fine you for not recycling. But I think something along those lines that encourages them or worst case scenario just forces them to do it. I'd be like, just please do it. Yeah. yeah. I really agree with you on like the government thing though. Like in the sense that like, I think a efficient way that maybe to incentivize corporates to be more like sustainable would be, you know, government give you a better deal lah when, you know, in working with them if you actually have sustainable practices. So if you like why why why, CFR, gov why government cannot give you directly? Why must go to the corporation? No lah, as in, because we're talking if today about I'm the, the government, individual why not I give level. You, why not I, if I, compared give to, both okay, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> if you got abundance, it's always great. Right? No, because, uh, because I'm always very concerned about like, you know, this kind of corporate mm -mm, stuff, right? So, mm -mm. so like, why not instead of me supporting the company in hopes that they will become more sustainable i give a slash on the easily cut uh, concession isn't that more powerful everybody will take everybody takes it as as in um because i think earlier you were there was some there was some conversation about like you know what about at the industry level mm -hmm. yeah like how do we get corporates on board with mm -hmm. this sustainability thing so i think like if the government also like has the same values about like sustainability. We want to be, you know, not only save money, but efficiency in terms of like environment and like, yeah, sustainability. Then it, I think in that sense, like companies will also follow the tune of the mm. government, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. If you're on better terms, then 
you have better business. Fair, yeah. Fair, fair, yeah. <laughs> and and I think it's already the tune. It's already the tune, right? It is it is getting so mainstream that it's boring. I mean that's my that's my take on it. Which is yeah. which is a great place to be, you know, if you really want to like push for sustainability. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you. Thank you for your time. Lovely. Thanks, Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Nice. Yeah, finally, I'm uh, done. <laughs> I'm like is the no oldest around. Is there no shit like Oh, her. are we going to do... No, oh, no, 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 slay. No, no, slay. No, no, slay. And Worried you'll need to babysit your robot vacuum? Think again. Meet Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum with AI-powered navigation to recognize and avoid over 100 objects. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards. And Digital Trend says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com. And discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.